Dad Souls is a podcast that discusses mature themes and may contain some adult language. Listener discretion is advised. podcast about parenting and pop culture from a dad's perspective. I'm Drew. I'm Trevor. And I'm Josh. <laughs> and we are Dad, dad Souls. Souls. Maybe one. No, I never understand the timer. I never understand the timer. Like when we don't physically count down, like I keep looking, I'm like, they're going to say it any second. Like I'm waiting so like I can say it really fast as soon as I hear the first noise. One day we're all like it never it comes. Sync. We'll say it in sync one day and it's going to blow our minds. Oh, we'll, we'll just disconnect and it won't count. We'll have to start the record, recording all over again. Mm-hmm. At least you'd have, a, you'd have a little piece that you could, if you wanted to get it right every time, just cut that up and use the same intro every time. Yeah. Yeah. So what's, Yo, what's I, going on, fellas? Man, I was telling you, we've had like a very expensive week here at our house. Because I had, I took the car to the shop for a free oil change at the dealership. And then they told me all kinds of stuff was wrong, you know, and it was, it was like, well, we can cover it with your warranty, but you know, if you wait too much longer, it's not going to count, blah, blah, blah. So we bit the bullet, even with our extended warranty, mm-hmm. my car's extended warranty, it was still a thousand bucks. Yeah. It was a Honda, right? Yeah. An Odyssey. I still love the Odyssey, but apparently the problem there's, they said it was hap- the problem that it was having is a common one for how old the car is. Oh. Um. Mm-hmm. Like, if you Google it, it's a common, like, a lot of people, they say about six to seven years after you have the car, or around 100,000 miles, which we're at both. Yeah. This is a typical repair, so I wasn't surprised to see it. I still, I mean, of course, everybody feels like you're getting screwed at the at the mechanic, so I, I feel like I got screwed. But then today, we come home, we went to the lake with my mom and dad and a buddy and his girlfriend, and when we got back, I kept hearing like a noise from the bathroom and I heard it that morning, but I thought it was just the water heater filling up from my shower. So I didn't worry about it. But then I was like, well, nobody's been here. Why is it making that noise? And I walked out down the hallway and I felt the, the floorboard go. Pfft. I was like, Oh no, it's been leaking all day. There's been a leak in my underneath my tub all day. So, so how did like, is it, did you get something to dry it, or was it carpet well, or something? It's like subfloor, so I can't. There's oh. nothing I can't do anything about it. What it is? I don't really know enough about like uh, yeah, that kind of in, internal so, like um, home damage. Like how did they? How would they do that? Like a home repair? Well, like? I pro- honestly, as long as the floor doesn't, I have replacement flooring, so mm-hmm. I, I'll just replace the floor myself. I'm not gonna like call insurance about it. Um, That's I think, what I would do. I'll just get that up real quick, dry, dry that out, like. It's happened before, and we let them dry out, and there hasn't been any. There was barely any noticeable damage. Gotcha. Um, they're pretty wet right now, though, so I'm gonna let them dry for a day or two and see what happens. But, I mean, I would assume that like a couple times, it's not gonna do you know major damage. But, like if yeah. it was like a repetitious thing, that's when I would be concerned about like what's causing what what caused yeah. the. Well, this leak? I found so right behind the knob in the shower, behind the cold water knob, mm-hmm. I had the the faucet handles replaced because one one of them had stopped working. We had to use like pliers to turn it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I had that replaced. 
and it looks like where they coupled the new pipe into the old pipe there's like a, a stream like three streams shooting out of it it's like very small jets but it's enough to start getting wet so yeah i'm hoping they come tomorrow but i can only imagine what they're gonna charge me for that because they're probably gonna want to replace all the pipes and it's just gonna be you know, you know how it is yeah so i can imagine that just weighing down on you man yeah, yeah. But the, I hate that's going kid, on. Like it's like it's like whenever this stuff happens, it it's when it like, rains, it pours. Oh, that that expression, oh yeah, really hits home. But it's like the kid, it's like the you can't catch a good. break. Nope, never. But the kids have been pretty good this week, minus one evening of torturous screaming. I was telling Josh about the ring wraith screaming. Yeah, all of them. And it was like it was brutal. So and I were, were they on. were they like joke, like yeah, joking were, or. They were playing. Well, it went through phases. Like, I was just, when when one of them starts, be thankful you only have one baby in each of your houses. Because when one starts screaming, they all start screaming. Which I mean, usually it goes away. They stop mm-hmm. after like five minutes or so. But for whatever reason, they started in the car. They screamed all through through dinner. They screamed in the tub along with trying to drown each other, which is fun. Yeah. Yeah, well, they just—they're so rough with each other. Like when they want a toy in the tub, this tub's full of toys. I told you guys, but they fight over one, just one, whatever it is that the other one has. That's what they want. That's why they want it. And Magnus isn't in there with them. It's just the two twins, and they're just fighting over it. And then they're screaming at each other. So you get them out, and they're screaming for their bottles. It's like, guys, please, you have to stop screaming. And then while we were feeding them, both of them used used their teeth and pulled the nipples off the bottles, so the milk just went blah all over their clothes. So we had to change their clothes and start bedtime all over again. Man, how did they react to the milk spilling? They thought it was funny. Yeah, <laughs> they thought it was Sad funny. News. Yeah, until we put them down to go get new clothes and new milk, and then they started yeah. screaming again. What is it <laughs> with that? Like, did you guys experience this, the same thing? Like, Arbor Arbor hates getting changed. Like, it he didn't oh, used yeah. to. He didn't used to at all, but lately, like for the past like couple of months, like it's you? just like he is just it's like we're killing him, you yeah. know, trying to change him. And I'm just like, don't you want to get like? Sometimes I'm just like, I wish he wasn't too, so I could just explain the situation and how much better it would right. feel to not be in, in a pee or poop diaper. Like it would feel so much better to not be in that. Sometimes I'll ask Reed like, change your button. He goes, no. I'm like. Damn, okay. Arbor Arbor runs. He he runs and hides. Like, and then if you drag him out of the hiding spot, he starts screaming. Like he hates it. Oh, just change him in the hiding spot next time. The, the only <laughs> way to do it is it is you have to find a way to distract him. But sometimes it's like there's like four attempts and like they fail, and then like you you just have to hope that next one's gonna work. Like it takes a lot. Like the first distraction never works. Give him a toy or something. It's, it's yeah, like well. He might deny the toy, then I have to think, okay, well, like maybe he'll like this, like, like I'll have like a, you know, some kind of like tool of mine that's safe for him to hold, yeah. and like uh, it'll be new or something to him, so he'll want to see it. But like, gotcha. When when is that fight? time where he's just gonna be like, okay, I'm ready to change? No, I don't know, because Magnus is three and a, like he's three like three now in a couple months, and he fights us to the death to get changed. Like, what, is he, what does he say? I mean, he's just like, I don't want it because he, he, a lot of times he, he associates like changing clothes with going to bed now. Oh, okay. So 
if it's not changing in the morning, if he's already done his day, he knows that he's changing into pajamas. He doesn't want to get changed. He doesn't want to go to bed. Gotcha. And so he starts like fighting, and plus he's tired, so he's like rolling around and like trying not to. I don't know. He just doesn't. He he won't put on. He he won't put on his pajamas. He's like, I'm not going to bed. He like does a backflip into his bed and like rolls up under the covers. I'm like, get out. Come on. Like the the rolling around, like the alligator death roll, is the worst. When yeah. You're trying to change them. I hate the starfish when you're putting on like long sleeve shirts and they just spread oh. their hands. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like I know I'll stop you. You're starfishing me, and then you're gonna yell at me because your fingers are getting stuck in the sleeve. Like you did this. I just you hate that this. feeling. I hate that feeling, especially like on a hard when it's been a, like a long, <laughs> difficult day, or at work, and like I come home and like I'm changing his last diaper in the evening, and then um he's like kicking his legs. That one weird, you know the way I'm talking about where you can't yes. close the straps and like so it's just like <laughs> so I'm just like I'm getting so mad because I keep closing the straps and they keep like you know that that bad yep. job you do with that like where it's just like it's not gonna work you know i have to redo that tighten that up a little bit and then you're just like i'm i'm an expert at this but he's making it even more hard like it's like a dark souls boss really yeah. at the end of the day like do you know the the ornstein to that smog when oh god you're, when you're changing their butts and you get the diaper right underneath them and when you pull it tight because they're laying down, they lift their butts up and the whole diaper comes up from under their ass and you have oh to my gosh. reposition them again it's like you guys yeah. I just tried to put a diaper on you. I want you to go to bed, or what? I want you just to be clean if you're not going to bed. Yeah. Stop fighting me, like. And then they laugh because, like, ha, huh, gotcha. It's like stop uh-huh. laughing at me, like. And then it makes you mad, but you're they're like, especially the baby's like, y'all are one and a half. Like, I'm not actually mad at you, but stop, stop. Uh-huh. Arbor doesn't game, laugh. Right? That's the thing. It's like Arbor, he'll he'll stop crying. Like it's like all of a sudden he's healed. You know. But then he'll just look over at you like with this like look of like resentment a little bit like don't do that again you know like and it's just like oh my god like don't I'm sorry you know but then he'll then he'll just be then he'll be fine like it never happened and it's like what was so bad what was so bad about that like thirty seconds well it's like if you didn't fight me when we're changing clothes and changing diapers you could be back down in about thirty seconds like pants off right. diaper on pants back on gone and I promise like, it's like a, you want to promise them you will feel better like that you won't oh, feel yeah, the, like, that nasty poopiness in between your cheeks or that like nasty you know wet, um, wet damp nastiness like this yes. like, I can't imagine wearing a soggy diaper right now when their diaper is full like it's just this fucking like Sack just like swaying back and forth. It was so full of piss. That piss sack. Yeah, there you go. Well, sometimes they surprise you. Like you'll change them, but they had lunch and they drank a bunch of water. Mm-hmm. So they're playing. And if you walk, like you said, you walk away for a second, all of a sudden their diapers are like bursting. Like, what happened? Yeah. Like, I just oh, checked yeah. you. I just checked your diaper. Like, you were fine. It's amazing. Did you just miss a whole gallon. Like, the oops, I crapped my pants. So he pours that whole gallon of tea in the diaper. Like, that's how it feels. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. That, that's Dude, sometimes like I'll see that like sag sag or whatever, whatever we're calling piss sack or something, and and I'll see it and I'll be like I don't feel bad because I know I just checked him a little bit ago and like yeah. it's like oh, yeah. he just he just peed like a, a gallon of of pee into that diaper. Mm-hmm. Well, because you you know that we aren't the kind of parents to do that, but there's some like I've heard people I've heard it from people especially at the parks and stuff. They'll mm-hmm. check somebody's diaper and it's but like well it's not full enough yet so. You, you're good. It's like, yeah. nah, dog. Like, if I check that diaper and the line is fucking dark, it's time to get a new butt. Like, yeah, like you know the, the right. ones where it's like, 
don't care if it's one. It looks, piece. It looks like it's like blue a little, but the the most of it's yellow. Yeah, like, like that's like almost it, like some t- a little yeah. pee happened, you know. So like, yeah. I won't always change it right then. But if it's if most of the line is blue, I'm definitely going to change him because he's peed. You know, it's well, it, you can risk it, like it a rat, rashes a and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, surpri- exactly. the surprise poops are the absolute worst. God, like, I hate it does, those. They don't smell. You're not ready. Like you don't have your wipes at hand. Like you, you just thought you're changing a piss diaper. Honestly, like I've gotten. I prefer the diarrhea poops now over the the sticky poops, the That's ones that are pasty. Yeah, yeah Listen, like, I, all hands on deck. Like I'm I'm pulling out wipes. You know, like oh, oh, yeah. whole, you just empty out a whole package just to those wipe pasty one of those ones. Sticky. Exactly. I call those pasty ones use all. You can use a ton of wipes on those poops. Mm-hmm. I like the consistency of moist cake. Uh, it, like yeah, like, like a cake, like yeah, the icing on cake. Pudding. Right? Icing. Yeah, Damn, chocolate flavor. Awful. Goodness. Oh my gosh. They get, they get pissed because you've wiped their asses a hundred times, trying to get yeah. it all up. They're like, they're like, I stop! Won't. Like, there's still poop on you. Like, do you I want a rash? Do you like, want a rash? Yeah, it's like, I don't. I don't want to be doing this. Like, I know I have to, but like, I don't want. I don't. You think I get joy in wiping poop up? No, just yeah. hold still. Let me finish. I want this to be done just as much as you. Yeah. Like. I don't mind changing. But you know, you know, as bad as it is, like you know, you're just not gonna leave like any poop on that. You know, like you're you're gonna have to get every bit of poop. Like sometimes I'll be like, I feel like I cleaned it, but I I feel like there's residual poop on there. So like I'm I'm going to still wipe again. Like I'll get another wipe and make sure it's clean. Yeah, just in case wipe. Well, yeah. I mean, like I I wouldn't want myself to be like that. No, no. I don't want you don't to just kind of like wipe a little bit and leave some cake in there, you know? Like that's gross. Just, no, you when you when you clean yourself, you commit. Like you would right. smell yourself after a while too. You'd be like, I didn't clean myself enough. <laughs> you, you wouldn't feel right. You start sweating. Other people, all other people would smell you too. They'd be like, you know be awful. Did you, you shit stink, yourself? <laughs> smell like bees and shit. Yeah, it's, it's... <laughs> Ew, God, that's that's. <laughs> Ooh, like you could triple that up. <laughs> That's put awful. The, put the poop in the trash can and then have the bees come. That's the life. That is the. That's how you know. Like I was telling my buddy and his girlfriend today. Like I've dealt with so much poop. Like I don't need. I don't even phased by it. Like I'm not even. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm I'm not phased by his poop. I don't, like I well, feel like course, if but, if I were to like. Fish another adult's poop out of like a toilet yeah. and like squish it. No, that'd Trevor, be gross. That's, gross. that's disgusting. Yeah, but I'm saying like I'm not talking about like dealing with adult poop. I'm just saying like when you're dealing with dirty diapers, like you know, I'm not phased with by it. Like it's just dirty. It's baby. part of our norm. Yeah. yeah, like like I never wanted to deal with that, but now it's like I don't even care. Yeah, it is. What it's it just is. a part of. It's just a part of it. Like it doesn't even phase anymore. Hey, they might be wiping our asses one day. You never know. That's what I was thinking about. It's like, you know, they're babies, kids, you know, toddlers. Like, imagine, you know, some of the work those people do at the nursing homes. And it's that's some crazy stuff that goes on. And when we're older, like, remember when I changed your butt? It's it's awkward for them. It's awkward for you. Mm -hmm. It's um, It's also necessary or there would be a, a, some really bad stuff going on for the senior citizens. Yo, did you right. see this, those Tesla robots? 
What? The Tesla robots? Have you seen these? No. Things? Wait, are they robot. like servants? Yeah. Like oh my god, they're designed. I haven't watched because Tesla had its AI day. I, I only watched a little bit of it, but the Tesla robot thing. I think it's going to be like around 125 pounds. They sounds said. like some Skynet stuff. Well, apparently, it's weak enough to be over overpowered by most people. From what I read, yeah, no. well, exactly. Yeah, it's five foot eight and expected to weigh in 125 pounds, and it'll be the head will be kitted out with autopilot cameras used by Tesla's vehicles to sense the environment. Oh my god, there's, oh, gonna, be crazy, the first, there's gonna be the first robot murders. It's the Matrix, well, man. When they the first say, robot uh, kills someone, you know it's gonna be such a big deal. Like everyone's gonna be like, they're taking over. God, so, that's right. Yeah, so their pitch on it is that the Tesla bot would eliminate dangerous, repetitive, or boring tasks. Like, the robot could be told to go to the grocery store and get whatever, um, which is kind of cool, but it's also, you know... Let's be honest. Have we really, have we become that lazy? You know? I think so. Yeah. Like, that's... That's crazy, man. I mean... Well, I enjoy going to the grocery store. Well, I, I could say that it's lazy, but also, like, think about... I mean, hypothetically, if there was another worse pandemic than this one, like you could send your robot to the store, you know. So, I don't know, man. I'm just interested I mean, in like the the potential for because whereas there's all there is always like really cool things progressing and changing and and you know being created, it brings like with it like consequences as well, like potential consequences at least. So like I'm yeah. curious like this is just now like they're talking about this but like what about 50 years from now when like now we've got very specifically tailored androids you know like there's going to be something potentially dangerous there like someday it it sounds exactly like this predictable movie plot that someone's created it's interesting though i mean i think it could be it could be good if it's not done you know skynet style Yo, first of all, you don't want to commented on the, the private thing, but uh, he does kind of Slenderman. That's some Slenderman stuff right there, man. Wait, will it talk? I don't. I mean, they'll probably have like an. I would. I don't. I didn't. I'd give that. the Samuel L. Jackson voice. Give me those groceries, motherfucker. Groceries, motherfucker. <laughs> It'd be cool no. if you could like record your own voice doing its voice. Like you could make like do your own voice and have it. Well, I would. I mean, think about it. I mean, if it's an Android, you know, it, it could. You could probably send it to the store when it gets there. It calls you on the phone, then plays your voice over a speakerphone. Yeah. Like, hi, I'm Andrew Rink's robot. He's got a payment chip. Just swipe the. He's got the 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 chip reader or whatever. You just tap it to tap to pay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he walks in. He's got that in his fucking hand. They give you your groceries. He taps his hand, you paid for it, he just takes off and they talk to what you. Another bot. Off. What if another bot is the one who gave that bot the groceries? Well then it's gonna oh, get God. Walmart gonna get... Androids. Well, you know, like back in the back in the day. Oh my god. I'm trying to remember where I, I read this or what but like something said that the whole purpose of robots and AI is to have humans be able to experience life after work. Yeah. To automate all the the physical labors. And this is, I think, this is written back when there's a lot, you know, less 
office and tech work being done. You know, a lot of it was physical hard labor. Yeah. So if your robot goes and does work, work, you get paid the robot salary, I guess, and you get mm-hmm. to do the leisurely things that humanity was designed to do, as opposed to working sixty hours a like, week. Yeah. Well, it's pretty interesting. I think. Yeah. It's kind of it's it's crazy that that's actually like that fantasy like aspect I guess like a sci-fi plot yeah. is becoming like a reality. It reminds me a lot of uh, that Detroit game. Yeah, more so oh. like an iRobot situation. Yeah, which is a good game. Yeah, I played about half of it, but hmm. I I enjoyed it. Pretty, it's a pretty interesting concept though. Instead of having your typical Skynet, Terminator, iRobot type of thing. I mean, a Terminator scenario will be horrifying. Yeah. There's always that same endgame theme and all that stuff. And it's always self-awareness. Yeah. They become self-aware. And then Mm -hmm. it becomes like a whole different situation. Like, even the the people in Detroit, like, once, if you started to make them become self-aware, like, um it was hard to distinguish them from human really because they would have these emotions. But yeah. So it's pretty, pretty interesting. I know since this is a, a special second week in a row, we've recorded not too much has happened in one week. No. So I think it's business as usual for me. You know, yeah. Besides my catastrophes the last couple of days, everything's yeah. been business as usual as well. So. I managed to not be stung, but a couple of the other guys at the office got stung up real bad. They had to go to medac. How many Shit. stings? One guy got 32 stings. What? Yeah. Sting? yeah. Whoa. Dude, I, w- I would probably need an EpiPen at that point. You, Trevor, yeah, you'd be in bad shape. This but is he's allerg- he was like kind of allergic as well, this guy. Trevor's in uh, corner. Yeah. Well, I dodged the Crazy. bees, and they, there was another sacrifice this week. Um, so Trevor, this guy. Yeah, I'm, they're coming for me. Don't don't doubt it for a second. Thirty-two like, stings. He got thirty-two stings. They gave him four steroid shots, and um, he took like a, a bunch of Benadryl. He he didn't even come to work the next two days. I don't blame him. I wouldn't. Either. Um, the the other guy got stung that was with him. He he claimed to not be allergic at all, but he got stung about ten times. So and he was trying to brush it off with like a couple of Benadryl, but he said he started feeling terrible and he didn't come in the next day either. Damn. So for those of you at home keeping tally, Trevor's up to nine. His coworkers are up to four. You got a lot of stings to catch up on, Trevor. <laughs> yes. There's a there's a plethora of stings awaiting all of us. You guys are not exempt from the stings this year. I'm telling you, like these things are hostile, like. They'll start like building nests on your house. Like they're they're very aggressive at a certain time of year. Oh, there's nothing I enjoy more than blasting those fools with braid. Oh yeah. Like I'm sorry, but I, I'm live and let live, especially with, well not with wasp and yellow jackets, hornets, they're assholes. But like yeah. bumblebees, honey, like mm-hmm. regular bees, like y'all are cool. These yeah. these mean bees, these wasps, they can go. It's like, not like I go around hunting the wasp, but like if they build their nests like on your in your my, area, yeah. it's, it's on like their house. You're dead. Yeah, like yeah. they it, to you know to say like oh I hate them like I do hate them like I hate what they do to me, but like yeah. I understand the necessity for them for like killing other insects and stuff and keeping that population down. Like 
yeah. One thing I don't understand though, and people try to like argue this, but like the mosquito, honestly. What, yeah, so what, what is it? Living purpose? hell out of you. To be food. Most things don't like them. Like, there's only a few things that eat them. Well, spiders eat them, don't they? I mean, occasionally, but I've seen mosquitoes just land in the webs and just fly away. Like, they they just don't even care. And the spiders are just like, Whatever. yeah, I didn't, I didn't even want to eat that anyway. Yo, just watch out for those murder hornets, man. Yeah, apparently they're, you know, there's more of them popping up in places. I feel like I saw one yesterday or the day before. We were outside doing yard work. And what are the there sun? was a huge hornet flying around. Oh, shit. I'll like, send you guys look. a picture right now. He was like darker at the front than a normal hornet. I've never seen one this big. And I found him dead <clears throat> like beside my traverse nail. So he was so massive that I, I had to take a picture of him. Like I've never seen a hornet this size. So I don't really... I, I have no clue what it could be. I know I got stung in the back of my neck or head last summer. I was doing some yard work in the front. I was like, what the fuck? Shit hurt, man. I didn't have like any crazy reaction or anything like that. I was just more I was more annoyed than anything. I haven't been stung in a while. Well, even though those those big ones are scary, the the little ones, like the the little yellow jackets that are in the ground, they're the most aggressive. Like they're mean. Like they they wanna hurt you and they chase you. Yellow jackets are no joke. They just have this high mentality. Like once it's like, okay, we're gonna kill him. They're like, everybody, come on, you know. Like they just like chase you down and like kill him. Yeah, they they are like the thing you don't want to run into in the woods, besides the snakes. I'm I'm good on that, Trevor. But you know, I've noticed like changes. I guess like to try to go into mm. this topic of ours tonight. You uh, know. There's been some adjustments having to be made over the years, you know, like I've, I was able to, you know, get away from those bees a little better, I think, in the, back in the day. I think after 10 years of doing this, my body has started to, to dwell amongst the bees to, to invite just, them. And not just anybody, though, your, uh, your dad, dad my bod. Dad bod. Dad bod. Dad bod. Dad bod. Yeah. That's right. About dad bods. What you gonna do? Dad bods is the topic for this evening, and the three of us can attest. Becoming a dad does something. You know, your body starts to manifest these changes. It's almost like puberty, except much more depressing sometimes. Like the the difficulties like increase. I think oh, yeah. as we've been aging, we have to really take care of some things or. That's right. They'll start to slip. Well, I think the one major thing that we're all going to experience, or we're probably all experiencing it now, is our drop in testosterone as we age. We're not oh, yeah. as young and energetic as we used to be. It doesn't help that our youngins drain us as well. Yeah. That energy level, man, it's like that evening coffee becomes more yeah. and more enticing. I've well, gotten more, to where I I don't feel like this the those vices I guess those things that would help are even working anymore. Like sometimes, like that coffee is weird. just like coffee now just upsets <laughs> my stomach. You know, and like that's that's how you know it's getting bad. It's like 
I used to drink this to get energy, and now it's like, is it worth that that um, potential stomach, stomach problem? Like, I, the stomach yeah. problems in general. Like, have you noticed just like stuff you used to love to eat? Like, I love spicy food. I yeah. like garlicky food, and like if I eat something that's too garlicky, I'll mm-hmm. get a heartburn without fail. You get that heartburn, Ooh. and the yeah. worst is that bedtime heartburn. Yeah. Have you guys know what that's like? No, the sleep, the sleepy time heartburn when you're asleep, oh, and you like God. all of a sudden it happens while you're sleeping. Yeah, yeah, and you wake up like breathing fiery like awful indigestion like oh. don't you feel like it's like that you want to like throw up but it's not happening like you don't need to throw up so it's like i don't is this heartburn gonna make me throw up something like you don't know what's coming up there so when i was living with sarah in her apartment years ago we had that domino's new oh, crispy garlic damn. crust or whatever that they just debuted remember we used to get those free pizzas from paying rent yeah so we had one of those for dinner and i was laying in bed and thank God we were in Wilmington and not where we live now, because I remember I woke up with like fiery heartburn in my throat. Like I couldn't, I could barely breathe. How like awful it was, and I was like digging through all of her drawers, hoping she had some tums. She had no nothing for heartburn, not even some Pepto or milk. I don't think I was like this is awful. So at I put. I looked homeless, I'm sure, but I put on like whatever clothes I could find and drove up to that 24 hour Harris mm. Teeter. And I went in there. I, I went straight to the like the heartburn indigestion out, got the tums and opened them standing right there and took them right there at three o'clock in the morning. I know someone was like, What happened to this guy? They probably didn't question it at three o'clock what is in the, the morning. Deal? I, they did, but I could just imagine I didn't comb my hair. I had my glasses on. Like I'm sure I look like a train wreck. That's when you those memories let you know and and let the people you tell know how real it was for you in that moment. You know, like the the things that you're willing to do because it's so bad. Yeah, like, you know, I would have I would have driven, I would have gone anywhere that had tums, and I would have taken them in the aisle just like I did. I mean, like, I I, I still I yeah. still remember like I'm very very much like I was always a very private person. You know, when it came to things like this. But I remember, like, my nightmare, my sleep paralysis oh night, and and the fact that um the the worst one was the night that I I was having like a a panic attack or an anxiety attack, first time that's ever happened to me, and I remember it being so bad, and I was so scared of what was actually happening, uh you know, unbeknownst to me of what like these panic attacks or anxiety attacks were like, yeah. That I went up to Drew's room and woke him at like two thirty in the morning, and yeah. I was in my underwear. Like I I would have never done that. Like I, was I so, just was freaking out. So I remember, like I got up just in my underwear too, and I was like, "What's wrong?" Yeah, like we're standing there at my door, and you're freaking out. I'm like, what's wrong, Trevor? Yeah, like I would have never done that had it not been a serious deal. Like to no, work. I like I, it's looking back, I'm just like, I know what yeah. it would be now if I experienced that again. But the doing it for the first time, like I don't know if you guys have ever had like a panic attack or an anxiety attack, but it's like it feels like. You just think you're having mm. a heart attack because you don't know what that feels like if you've never had one. So that's what I thought was going on. I was like, oh, my God, like I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Like when I was just thinking about like all these different things to try to calm myself down. I, but, just, I, I remember like, being freaked out, dude. Like, Yeah. That was like the, the same like sleep paralysis thing. Where you had that horrible dream. Yeah. And you called me because I was already gone to work. Yeah. And you called me. At like six forty-five tomorrow, I was like, "Something's bad wrong." Like, I gotta, I gotta take this call. Honestly, like as as much as I love horror, like the genre and and all, like the 
you know, dark, mystery, mysterious stuff, like all the lore of everything. Like, I I didn't really, I've never believed in like uh, ghosts or anything like able to be here. Like, I've always like kind of like been intrigued by it. Like, I I used to explore abandoned houses and stuff in the woods, and like I was like always like kind of anticipating seeing something. It never would happen. So I just kind of didn't really believe it. It saved mm-hmm. it for like the the movies or shows, books or anything. But like that's as close that dream that I had was as close to anything yeah. supernatural that I've ever had. A spooky man. It, it, it almost yeah. made me like it made me like realize that like whether it was supernatural or not, there's things capable of happening to you that that transcend like your reality. Like, um, like I was I was really messed up for a few weeks after that. Yeah. And looking back, like it's weird. I haven't, I haven't seen that again. I haven't hmm. seen this shadow man, and um, just that feeling of being frozen in your in yeah. your bed. So and, like, scary. The, there's a thing. Like, there's fear, wow. and then there's dread. And like dread I didn't, I couldn't distinguish between the two until that night. Man, oh. sounds serious, dude. But yeah, and th- yeah. Th- this is all before we became dads. Like, yeah, th- that's just like awful but going back to like that that's fucking heavy so we'll, we'll go away from shadow man because it freaks me Hall- out halloween is just around the corner folks shadow so man oh speaking of halloween costume update because okay. we're still going to do lord of the rings characters but mm-hmm. instead of like wondering who's gonna, we're going to magnus really wants to be oh, a spider man. so he's going to be Sheila. Oh my gosh. And we're, we're going to make such random characters. No, the babies are going to be Frodo and Sam. We're going to wrap them up in uh spider webbing. That's amazing, dude. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. And so then we're going we're still, we're still to be Aragorn and Arwen cuz that's like the only couple in Lord of the Rings. Mhm. But yeah. That's awesome. That's going to be pretty funny. I'm more excited for the kids. I don't even care about my costume. Mm-hmm. I I, I want to see the kids as yeah. hobbits. Wrapped like in my Magnus is a spider. Like I want to make him like a terrifying spider. But, I know this is not a good idea at all. But don't you think you'd feel so much cooler w- actually wielding Aragorn's sword that you have? Yeah, I thought. Well, I thought about. I'm sure, they could, you can buy like a like, phone type of sword or his of his sword or whatever. Well, I'll see about getting a back carry for that one, but I don't oh. like because the blade doesn't have a sheath. Let me see here. So it's just man, you don't want to mess with that replica. from what a workshop, right? Oh, uh, I think it's from that noble collection, which was gotcha. they were putting out stuff before then. I was like back when Fellowship or Return of the King came out. But yeah, Dude, was, I don't know what I'm gonna I'm be excited for Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, I just like I'm I'm excited for like a, the potential, and and I know this is asking a whole lot, especially like here, but like for some cold snaps to come in like around yeah. Halloween. I and hate I, about Halloween. I just I don't know if that's gonna happen because of how it's been so far this year. It's it's really kind of just like lingering, like just a a really nasty smelling fart. Um, yeah, it's supposed it's to be ready all... for it to get out of here. Dude, that's another thing too. Like some of bods and stuff. I used to be able to deal with the heat, but now it's like if we were out in the sun all day today. I I wore SPF fifty all day, and my Damn. face and my head got sunburned. Oh yeah, like. I- I'm so pissed. I'm like, this This would have never happened a few years ago. The like, humidity has been so bad down here yeah. when I'm working. Like, I used I used to, you know, go through the day and 
I might like break a little sweat or something. Cause like, I just, everybody kind of used to know me as someone they'd make jokes and say like, well, Trevor never really sweats. But then like friends, my dad bod, I am, I am like sweating so much now. Like I, I can't, my entire, I have to bring two shirts now because the first one, it's so humid and so hot outside for nine, yeah. 10 hours, like of the day. It's, you can't just wear one shirt. You would be, it's like jumping in a pond. You'd feel disgusting. You get that like sweaty feeling that's just where you're sweating so much to where like your sweat is sweating on top of other sweat. Last year, I think I had sent you a Snapchat last year. You were like, dude, I love the sweat last year. Like there's times I'd go to the gym with like wearing all black hoodie and all that with a sauna suit under and like uh, one of the sweat belts, like just like sweating out the toxins and sweating Mm -hmm. off water weight. And even when I went for my runs, like I'd wear like a a long sleeve, uh, like a winter type of sweater or whatever with with a, a cut off hoodie over it. Like I was just, I wanted to keep my body hot as I'm exercising, whatever. And I was conditioned for it this year. I have not been able to do anything along those lines. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I've been doing this. This will be 10 years yeah. surveying land surveying for me in January. And yeah. isn't that crazy friend? Can't I've been, I've been doing this for 10 years. Like, like outside every day, Monday to Friday, like nine, 10 hours every day, sometimes more. Like, I just feel years. like, like I should be used to that. And I was like around like six, seven years. But ever since I became a dad, I got Damn. shot with that dad bod. And like, they were just like, like uh-uh. you know, you're going to, there's some changes coming for you, that, buddy. You're, that child is born, man. I think it is like some of your, you know, essence yeah. or your humanity, I guess you could say. And mm-hmm. Using a Dark Souls reference. That's just awful, man. Like you're you're kind of becoming more bit by bit, piece by piece, you're becoming right. a little more hollow every day. And eventually, like, you know, the three of us will Damn. go hollow. Mm-hmm. Hopefully not in for our a dad while. Bots. Yeah. It's it's bit by bit, you know. But I think that that's like a, a thing to consider is like if we need to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves more than That's we right. ever have now, because and yeah. with in 10 more years, like we can have a, a completely like, we'll, we'll look back at this and be like, we didn't know anything yet. Of like, course we will. Yeah. That's, that's what's funny. Just when you think back to like 10 years ago, like I had no idea mm-hmm. where I'd be 10 years from now. But definitely not where I thought. Not, I'd, I'd like to talk to myself. I'd like to talk to yeah. my 20, two-year-old self i would tell myself to invest in bitcoin like i was thought of remember i talked about bitcoin like 10 years ago you remember we talked about that briefly yeah and i was like we should just buy a little bit because somebody at the school had told me to buy some uh we, we both looked at it like nah this looks kind of sketchy like they're using this on the dark web like we shouldn't do that but remember when like there was the hiccup where Bitcoin wasn't was people were saying like I don't know if it's worth it because like, things weren't going so well. Yeah, like, well that was like imagine if we did and we would have been nervous about that like we would have been panicking. Like, mm-hmm. But if we would just have to stick with it, you know. Yeah, well it's kind of one of those things like my dad's always talked about it like don't invest money that you can you mm. can't afford to lose. Mm-hmm. Like if you're gonna put money into a project, then. Make it be money that if you put it in there for ten years, you won't ever need that money. Yeah. Like this whole like the whole Dogecoin thing. Like I put some money on that. 
just to see what it's going to do. And it, it's, it went up really high that one time and then it crashed and went back down a lot. And I don't care. I want to see where it goes. If it ever makes any money. Cool. If it doesn't, it's fine. I mm. have like minimal money in there. Yeah. It'll probably go back up again, but it's just going to take time. So instead of pulling it out when it's a little bit high, I'm just going to wait. I didn't really keep up with it, but I know it was like, it was, it was a big topic whenever it came back around or came around or whatever. People investing in but it's yeah, pretty interesting. But but yeah, I think that uh, just the the reflection on, I think that's a thing that's hard to come to grips with as well as like what you used to be able to do as you get older. It, oh, like you're, especially you're in my, I guess you could say, bit. field of work. It's sometimes it's so weird to talk about it being like my career yeah. or my livelihood because back then, like. You know, as far as like me doing martial arts, it was it was a part of me, but now like it's yeah, it's what I do for a living. You know, yeah. But uh, dude, really like cool. sometimes when I look around at some of the younger students, even my oldest, it's like I used to be able to do that shit, or I was I had that much energy to like or whatever, you know. And every now and then, like I'll have a burst of energy, and I'll, I'll be able to show some stuff. But man, I have to pay the price the next day, the iron price, dude. I'm in, I'm paying, dude. Like there's something yeah. up with my right forearm, man. Like we were we were covering break falls one day. Yeah. These are like like standing straight up and then falling down and catching yourself on your forearms or whatever. Like my right forearm is just all kind of weird, man. Yeah. Um, so the aches and pains, once you get them, like they stick around, they they linger around for a little bit, man. Like um, I've been trying to I've been trying to stretch stretch more okay. lately, mm-hmm. just to kind of release some toxins and loosen up the body. Because I mean, as much as I like to. You know, slam some iron around in the iron paradise and clanging and banging. And just, <laughs> you know, I know my body can't recover fast enough unless I'm pumping all types of protein and supplements into me. Mm-hmm. That happened to me. I was at the gym like, like probably last week, and I was yeah. doing like those overhead presses like that. I had I was on a machine, thankfully, but I haven't ever since I got that shoulder mm-hmm. surgery. I haven't really had much issue. As long as I stay weight yeah. and stuff like that, it doesn't really bother me. But I I had I don't remember what I had on there, but it wasn't a lot, and mm-hmm. I, I couldn't get it up. Like, and it was because my shoulder hurt so bad. Like, my left arm gotcha. lifted, but my right arm couldn't. It must it must I, be uh, something's over the range of motion. Oh, okay. Well, I have the range of motion. It's just my shoulder gotcha. just hurt when I got to about right here. I had it here, started going up about right here. This one would go up, and this one just. Dude, well, like I told you earlier, like off camera or whatever, but dude, my freaking lower back and my hips are in pain, dude. Even my neck, like I'm just. Sometimes in the weekends, like oh, yeah. I, I try to take time just to recover, but I try to do like, uh, what do they call it? Active rest days or whatever, like nothing too strenuous or whatever, but like you're still moving. Yeah. But like I know, tomorrow all I got planned on doing is yeah. just some yard work. In the heat, so, and even that, like, you know, you get done working, yeah. you get done doing anything, like, God, I'm, I just want to take a nap, you know? Yeah, Dude, the, yeah. Like today, we got back from the lake, and I was like, let's let's take the kids for a little drive, yeah, kind of wind down before we get home, because we'd already had dinner, but they were just hyped for me and the grandmas and me at the lake, so I was like, we'll go for a little drive, like Sarah, we'll go up and get some Starbucks, and then we'll come back home. Cool. And I 
and she was feeling tired too. But I was, I thought I was driving right before we got to Starbucks. I was like, man, like, I feel exhausted. I mean, I know it was like treading water and stuff all day. Like, I wasn't just like sitting on my butt, but between yeah. the, the sun already does it. But typically it's like eight, nine o'clock. You're feeling like I can go to bed now when you're younger. But now it was like 530. And I'm like, man, I could really go to bed right now. I can go to bed right oh, yeah. now. I'm yeah. fine with it. I'm always resisting like reality. So like when I'm, whenever like I'm coming home from work, like I'm tired, you know, I, I get cleaned up and then I see the kids, you know, we, I will normally start dinner if Lori hasn't already started it and, um, uh, we eat dinner and then Arbor goes to bed and, uh, you know, eventually I'm, I'll say goodnight to Ella, but it's just like, I don't want to go to sleep. Like, I don't want to go to sleep because it's I I only mm-hmm. have such a, a short amount here, so like I try to resist that urge for for later than I should sometimes, and then it starts to compile you know throughout the week. It starts to take its toll on my dad bod, and um, the, I think the longer that I the longer that I continue this lifestyle, like of resisting the reality of the situation, I. You know, we'll continue to feel that negative I've impact on the dad my dad's life. Not as far as you know, the aches and pains. It just—I think it just happens. I don't think it's—it's it's irreversible, though. I think I think oh. like it once the kids are older. Like I know, for instance, Ella. You know, just at she's about to turn ten. Yeah. You know, near uh, come near Halloween, and she's—I mean, they're just like you know, little adults. Like yeah. not like in that sense, but you know what I'm saying? Like they can take care of themselves. They're, they do things like they want to do things. Good. Yeah. So if I wanted to go work out, it's a lot easier when you have mm-hmm. two kids that are doing that. You know, yeah. when you have one that re- demands more attention, of course it's going to impact our dad bods in a negative way. Like I think there's potential for us though. Like well, when we don't have well, any yeah. younger, younger kids in the house. Problem is trying to maintain your body from before you were a dad till you yeah. get to that point where you have time to, actually like tone it back to where it was yeah. because that like this gap we're in right now is all of us is just like you're so busy with the kids like you don't have time and yeah. if if you're working or if you're not then I mean, yeah well but you have like your time yeah. is so limited anyway and then you want to you want to help your spouse when you get home that way they're not dealing with the brunt of all the kids stuff all day because they're tired frustrated too right so I know I know we all have like varying like I guess like tolls that mm-hmm. are taken on our body based on our work like the work that we do but you know for me personally like my the toll that sometimes my job takes on me physically and and mentally is um like sometimes I'm just like I'm just defeated you know when yeah. I come home like I like it's it's been a terrible day so you just have to kind of like you're you know keep that okay for the family uh, to where you're just not a complete like, just yeah, bum. You know, just like this. But but like at the same time, like you're doing that. Like, do you really feel like improving your body or something? That's just like no. Like that's I'm just trying to hold it together. You know, like at the at the end of the day, like I, how am I going to add to that? That's just like downloading DLC when you're already like your your, your hard drive's already full. You know, it's impossible. It's it's like I think about it like this too. It's just a sign of getting older, and I, like you said, mm-hmm. the, the lower energy level. Like when 
let's just say six, seven, eight years ago, Trevor, you remember, and Josh, you were there too. Like we, I, I'd go to work. We'd all go to work. I'd go sling drywall all day. I'd come home. I'd go to the gym, take a shower, and then we'd go downtown until like <laughs> two, three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it didn't phase like, us. None I of that. Did heavy yeah. lifting all day. Drove around in a hot truck. Came home. Rinsed off. Went to the gym. Rock, and lifted rock. more heavy stuff. <laughs> came home. Took a real shower, and then we'd go get hammered downtown. You made your, you made yourself with very little effort, mind you, do that. Yeah, and, and now you, it's you like, felt like you could do that. You know, you you wouldn't have done anything that you couldn't have done. And like, honestly, you, like you know. I stopped yeah. lifting you, you made it back in the spring, man. Like it just, like well, last year, well, actually, yeah. the first year, hurts, or when Ree was born in, in 2019, like I was, I was pushing some heavy weight, dude. Like I think I had like 100. I was dumbbell pressing 120 pounds in each hand. I'm like, I'm on like everything else I was doing, and then it got to the point like where my joints started hurting. And then this year, man, like I don't even care to lift anything heavy, to tell you the truth. It doesn't really like benefit me in like the martial arts aspect or whatever. So like today I, I did, I, I've been sticking to like cardio, stretching, and core, and then you know whatever else I do. But like I don't, I don't lift heavy. You know I don't. It's just not my interest anymore. I, I don't. I don't feel like suffering. I feel like we've if if we could, yeah. I, I feel like if we could look at our like dad attributes, character like, on, like a a scale yeah. or like a spectrum. Yeah, if we looked at our personal dad character sheets, we would see that we've traded in or we've reallocated like a lot of those like high That's energy strength points man. into like that dad adrenaline burst. Like if you if you if you get that dad adrenaline burst, like think about it. Like I don't, I don't feel like in in my you know I should feel like this, but I think it's gonna yeah. get better once these kids get a little older. But I should feel like I'm in my prime. You know, I'm 32 years old. Like. I think 33 or somewhere it used to be like the prime of your life. You know, I don't know if it still is, but like, that's that period where you're like, you're not, you're not quite old. You're still young, but you're not a kid anymore. So you're like right there at that yeah. peak. And then it starts to go downhill from there. Like 33. Yeah. Cause technically you should be in pretty good shape. Like mentally, physically yeah. and financially at that point. Right. Right. You know? And it's like, sure. I mean, you're not wrong. I don't, I don't have anything wrong with me. I mm -hmm. feel fine. But it's just those little like creaks, like the machine. No. The engine's not so quiet anymore. Like every now and yeah. then, you'll hear like some screeching or some some knocking. Like mm -hmm. what was that? What's why? Why did that hurt? Oh well, yeah. it's gone now. Oh, but it hurts tomorrow. Like I did. I had this thing. I was wearing. I had to wear a brace for mm -hmm. a while in like that joint right here. Gotcha. Or that, mm -hmm. that, that tendon right here. I, I could. I couldn't even close my fist. And I thought I was starting to get like carpal tunnel. Like, mm -hmm. This is fantastic. That's just what I need. You know, it turns out because that joins you so much in doing like everyday parenting stuff. Mm -hmm. And Sarah likes to make fun of me for it. And she's like, look at you. Like went from going to work every day to working from home. And now you're doing a lot more kids stuff. So now you got you got <laughs> a child related injury. Like mm -hmm. this ligament can get stretched out. I, forget, I think it's called like, I can't remember. It's a weird thing. It's just named it for the guy who found it. But from picking the kids up so much. And doing that like stuff like stretching that tendon so much, mm -hmm. I ended up injuring my hand and had to like, come across that. Yeah, want to wear a brace. No, no. You're building. Like, you're actually strengthening muscles you never really worked before. Too you you over you you stretched it too far. You know, no, but, but 
I would have hurt, man. Like you, you leveled up. Like just think, look at it that way. No, Trevor, to go to your the family doctor and then to say, oh, we're just overworking your hands by picking your kids up too. Well, that's your that's your lifting right there, man. That was your your dumbbell curl, man. Picking up your kids. Yeah, just despite what you may feel like, and I I have to try try to remind myself this as well. But like like I said, we've just reallocated points. I feel like if if that. I haven't had this situation and I, I, you know, I pray that it never happens for any of us. But if you, if there's a really crazy situation where our kids are in danger or something and you know, you act fast, like you do that dad like reaction, like that's when you get like super Saiyan dad, like power, like your strength becomes incredible and you, you're willing to like, there's stories of dads who are able to do like these amazingly impossible. Flipping cars and shit. Yeah. Like it's like, what is that? I'm sure they were feeling the same stuff. They were going through the dad bod, you know. They were they were like, "Oh man, Ugh, you know, trying to bend down and grab the keys, you know. It's it's getting it's getting rough out there. The waters were rough, but they they stayed the course and then when it came to the real situation, they acted like they transcended that dad hey, bod hey, and like Ken, became dude. something more. So oh yeah, that's really what we yeah. have. I think it's it's tucked away in there. Speaking of the grunting, Trevor? Mhm. Because I do, I, I started to. doing it a lot. I started talking about the grunts. So I think it's. Funny. I think I've manifested more of it. Also, yeah. the it's baby. your guys' fault. Like honestly, like I, I wasn't. <laughs> I was fine before, and now, like I'm, I'm just like grunting over everything. Uh, like, I, look, like it's I'm a habit. I'm just like up. that didn't even deserve a grunt. <laughs> so the babies me. have heard me. Yes. Grunt so now they, they copy me. If I'm holding one, I've been over. We'll both go. Uh. <laughs> Baby grunts. <laughs> so funny. It's so funny. And then they That's laugh too because they know that they're making fun of me. Mm-hmm. So they laugh at each other doing the baby grunt or the dad grunts, which is just it's so funny. Man, so, and we're just we're just, we're just at start, the tip man. of the iceberg on the dad grunts. Those are not gonna go away for a long oh, time. They're gonna get worse. They're gonna get more old sounding. Listen, yeah, that like, old I'm gonna dad grunt. Like, exaggerating my mm-hmm. dad grunts too. But when I used to work at Sam's Club, a buddy of mine, Eric Stewart. Shout out to Eric Stewart if you ever listen to this. I miss you, Denzel. Anywho, like we would work together in the electronics section. Anytime we were lifting up anything heavy, like where there was people around, like we were lifting up the pallet, I'd go, Hah! I would just like make these crazy, like loud grunting sounds or whatever. And he's like, What's that? Oh, yeah. You're the Kratos grunts and like those sex like sounds or whatever, just to get a laugh out of him. But I, I would be like obnoxiously loud. I'm going to start doing that too when I get older and whenever we use older, I'm like, Shit, going like picking them up from school and dropping them off. Yeah, just being like annoying. When it comes to the change from when we were <clears throat> younger to to getting older and like not, I it may have had a different impact had we not become dads at this age. Like I think yeah. that like we would still feel the strain of getting older, but I think the whole dad aspect of it comes in and and changes like, the well, dynamic there a bit. We we have a little a little being to worry about now you know what i'm saying like we can't focus on ourselves i mean it's, it's important to have like you know me time whatever i know we've all talked about this i i try to get cherokee to have her own time and you know i try to make time for myself but it's important to have your own individual time but you know once again like we have a little a life to to take care of and, and to worry about so like we we can't concentrate and focus on ourselves like we used to so you know we should, whenever we have the chance, take care of ourselves, like mentally, physically, spiritually, financially, however you look at it. 
Because if not, like, dude, our bodies are just going mm-hmm. to start tightening up, stiff, aches and pains every damn day. Oh yeah. I think a lot of it's just the little things too, like, like I have a couple wrinkles on my forehead just from the oh, way like, I hold my eyebrows and like my head stuff. Yeah. They're just there now. Like they didn't used to be there, but they're there now. You so, notice like, things like that. Like my hair is thinning. I know my hair is thinning, but I'm not yeah. going to cut my hair until I have to. I mm-hmm. don't care. And, well, did you, Sarah and I have a joke too. Like, I mean, it's not everybody knows it, but it's like I'm I'm debating whether oh, I should shit. do a Hulk Hogan. Just wear a bandana. I I think you should do Brother. a Brother Joffrey. I'm not from, doing that, Trevor. From Oblivion. No, because he honestly, has hair. he's got the hair in the front though. He's like, got the I, little I, bullet. He's got I'm a bullet gonna, that's long. Gone, well, I'm if you shaved be... if you shaved that part to the back and then left the ponytail in, you would you would have a brother Joffrey, but except he doesn't have facial hair though, so then you'd have to shave that. I'm not shaving. If I'm gonna lose my hair on top of my head, I'm gonna keep my beard as long as I can possibly. I mean, it's yeah. long. It's really it's crazy, long man. now. Like put a fucking metal ball in there. Yeah. But you've started to notice. You've started to notice the the physical changes yeah. start popping up. Yeah. I think we all yeah. have, but hey, we will we will have that. Like there'll be wrinkles. We'll have that old man there. That that's a real thing right there. Yeah, yeah. Old man yeah. strength is pretty pretty awesome. It comes in short bursts. Like you have, you really that's, deplete yourself that's when you bar goes down. Like I feel like if it it's just like that last you know hurrah before the fall, and you just you know you don't know. Sometimes it feels like it's not worth the risk to pull that old man strength out. That's yeah, like, like I'm gonna Rock, hurt myself when Rock Lee, you, you know, Rock Lee, my guy from Naruto or whatever, when they they open up the eighth, six, eighth gates or whatever, yeah. and they just fucking let it all out, and then after that, there's that's your opportunity yeah. to attack. <laughs> Done. Yeah. Well, it's funny too. Like I look at it like a stamina bar, but when you break out old man strength, mm-hmm. like your stamina goes all the way down for for that moment, but just a little chip comes off the end of mm. that stamina bar too, like. Yeah. You can only oh, go yeah. to that well so many times. Like, yeah. You gotta, like, is that pickle jar really worth opening? Dude, can we talk yeah. about stuff like that? I mean, like, damn. Like, really- I was trying to open something up the other day. I was like, what the fuck's going on? It was like a, it was a, a bottle of like vitamins I just got. <clears throat> and I, like, you know, I take the plastic off and I'm trying to twist it open and it would not fucking twist. So I was like, is this supposed to like just pop off? I'm grabbing a knife and I'm trying to like, you know, wedge it off or whatever. And then one more time. You know, squeeze it open. I'm like, what the hell? That took all my power away. Yeah, I don't know if this is a thing. Maybe this is just me. You know, if it is, that's cool. But um, I feel like something, some attribute that got added to my dad character sheet was uh, just this. My patience has Ooh. drastically decreased. Like whenever with my kids, I don't do any. Like I try to keep yeah. that dad state of mind. But when I, it's like almost like I it builds there because I'm not expressing it. So when I go to do menial tasks or things at work, I have a really short fuse. Like I'll be doing something and it, like my lead will break in the pencil or, or some dirt will smudge and like, and then I'll cut my finger on the inside or, or something when I'm, when I'm trying to check something, a stupid injury. There's nothing I despise more than a stupid pointless injury that could have been prevented where you're just like, how did I hurt myself? In this stupid way, like this way that yeah. would, no one ever hurts himself in that way. You and then you do it. Ooh. You huh? ever got a cardboard cut? Yeah, some, some, something like that. That's just, like, it happens it and you're just like, why? Yeah, yeah, it's like, 
Yeah, it's like, why Why did I do that? Like, I, I know what'll happen if I run my hand along that, but I was running, you know, you run like mm. a knife down and like yep. the box gives a little bit when you're cutting. And yeah. it just goes, oh man, that hurts. And it's thick. It's like, yeah. And you get mad. But yeah, my, my patients, you know, I, I'm, I'm a pretty patient person. I mean, you guys mm-hmm. know this. Like, my patience yeah. almost has like an infinite pool. And I've, mm-hmm. I've been able to keep it up, but that trifecta of dragon screams that those kids do, mm-hmm. like, that really, like, yeah, like, talk mm-hmm. about de- depleting a stamina bar. Like, test your that, test that bar. The when when your ears are staticky from the screams, that's when I can't. My patience now, is gone. I'm patient when it comes to teaching, like the different age range I teach. But like sometimes at home, and even with Ryu, like today we were driving somewhere, and like he kept, like Trey was driving, and he kept asking for us to play a, whatever movie he wanted to play, but like, he just kept going over and like. I didn't even know what he was talking about, whether it was Jurassic Park or what is it? Uh, God, some Paw Patrol thing. But he just kept going on and on. I'm like, man, this is driving me nuts, dude. And then sometimes, of course, at home or whatever. And honestly, shit in video games, dude. Like, sometimes I want to just throw the damn controller. Yeah. I don't know what it is. And like I said, I try. I feel like it's only human to become impatient with people, mm-hmm. you know, every once in a while including your own family. But I'm, I'm more concerned about my um, reactions to myself and the things that I'm doing. Like, like for instance, you know, if I'm at work and I've, I'm yeah. taking field notes or something like, and I, I'll drop the field book and I'm, I'm like annoyed that that happened. So like, I'll go to pick it up and then like, I'll drop the field book again. Like, I'm just like, what, what's going on? Stop. Like I, I will freak Dude, out. Like if it's something that keeps happening too. and I'm, I'm just like, yeah, like I'm dad running, it's making my life harder. Something stupid that's going on. I'm like, have you guys ever like tried to pick something up and like you keep missing it? So you, that's the weirdest thing. Yeah, like, oh my god, you just want to punch yourself in the face, like over and over yeah. again. Like, just or do like, what you're supposed to do. Or you drop mm-hmm. a coin on the ground, you can't get it to pop off the ground. You're like, come on, you piece of shit! Like, you get so mad Fuck at it. Like, I'm gonna fucking throw you across the room as soon as I. Or you know when an item, an item is like in in a place to where like you can touch it with your fingertips. You just can't quite reach it, and then you start to feel like you're pulling a muscle trying to Mm -hmm. extend yourself to grab the thing. Have you ever just slung something out into the woods? You ever done that? Yes. Like there were the kids had this awful game controller, and it it wasn't the one like the normal V Tech one. It was Mm. like a ripoff from Walgreens. And it was doing something. They were, they were screaming about it or fighting over it. And we had had enough. And Sarah went yeah. to toss it out of the back of the van. And it hit me right in the, like, right on my knuckle or on my wrist. Oh. One of, like, right, right, at, like, right on the bone. Mm. But she just kind of hugged it because she was frustrated too. And she didn't know I was back there. And it hit me. And I grabbed that thing and I threw it as far as I could into the woods. Like, and you can hear like, the stupid little song playing as it sailed over, like, mm. into the woods. And as soon as it landed, I was like, oh, I "Dude, this that there." This was before, like, I uh, like the, I was sort of like, whenever well, before Ryu was even born, I guess when I was like into my stepdad role. I remember one time, uh, Leo wouldn't go to sleep about. He, I don't know how it happened, but I remember taking this Dragon Ball Z DVD that I bought for Leo, so I had no problem breaking it. But I tried breaking it, and it was just fucking like wouldn't even break. It just kept bending. I was like, "There's no way." I'm like. Gonna sh- like you know look like a weakling right now, so I just finally got. They're just watching me like try to break this thing. I finally snapped it and I threw it down. I was like, there. They still make fun of it to this day. I I um 
I actually should be grateful sometimes like in some of the things, the tasks that I'll have to do at work where like if I'm like surveying a really wooded piece of property where I, I have to locate everything there. So like I'm having to cut th these lines, yeah. you know, through the woods. So like I need a line big enough for me to move my equipment through and, and locate these shots. So like I'm physically taking my frustration out with a machete or a bush axe onto these trees. So like I have the benefit of that. But what's crazy is like they fight back. Like they don't want to be chopped. So they'll smack you in the face and slit your arm wide open with like briars. It's it's terrible. Like these woods can be evil and they don't want to you to destroy them. Like these are some fantasy woods. Like I'm telling you, like people don't get to see this stuff. They don't want to go there. Like that's why I'm being paid to go there. Like they don't want to visit this place. This is Blight Town in the real world. It's and weird. It's these crazy. bugs are like they're coming in. They they flock Poison. to you, like hone in on you. And and then it's like the woods are trying to kill you and stuff. Like it's it sometimes can be terrible when you want to fall to your mm -hmm. knees and to see the you died screen. Well, it's like the, the deep woods in general in real life. So when you get deep into the woods, <clears throat> it's a spooky place anyway. Like Oh yeah. So it's it's really weird. But I think, you know, just talking about Blight Town and everything, we can transition over to our Dark Souls conversation because we, I think it's been brought up every single episode. Right. And we make a lot of references to it. Our so name I, itself is a reference. Yeah. Our, our name came from Dark Souls. So I think it's just one of those things like we've talked about it a lot. And a lot of our friends know that we love Dark Souls, but it's not just like, oh, the game is fun. Like, mm. I think it's a little more than that to us. And you guys have heard in our first episode that we talked about our first like time playing dark souls together and how it brought us together. So we won't talk about that again, but just kind of like what we like about it. Funny stuff. Like if you've played the game, we can set it up, but if you've played the game that's happened that we just like get a chuckle out of or whatever. I just think there's a lot of stuff with dark souls that we talk about. We, we always dark will nonstop. Yeah. And yeah. And, and a lot of people, you may not know about it, like, can understand at least why we love it so much, if not just for the setting and the gameplay, but yeah. also, like, what it means to us. Mm -hmm. Why we love Dark Souls, so. I think Josh probably has the so, most Souls experience. Got I, let's of see here. Yeah. Back in, I'd say, I think it was 2009. I believe 2009 or 8, whenever Demon Souls came out. I remember picking that up. And this is around the time playing on the, the PS3. I didn't have internet at that time. But playing through, I was like, this is freaking awesome. This is when I was going for my fine arts associate in, uh, at the community college here where I live. So, like, you know, I was always looking for something to kind of inspire me as far as, like, that medieval fantasy type of world. And I was all about it, dude. But, like, that game was ruthless, man, at that time. Like, it, it was difficult. And I, I don't even know how I was able to get through a lot of it on my own for that, you know? Um, and then fast forward to Dark Souls and that came out. And this is back, this is going into the UNCW days. I remember pre-ordering that, that little collector's edition that you can get, the steel book and slipcover and all that. And playing through that, it was freaking amazing. And then, of course, fast forwarding to like meeting you and then introducing you to that game. And then like watching your reaction to like how I was playing it was like, it made it like, worthwhile to like revisit that game and to keep playing or whatever especially and then you guys got really deep into the lore 
with the the body video videos and i was like man this is some like deep shit right here it's freaking awesome but i've always loved the gameplay the aesthetics of dark souls and the from software games and because of those games like they created their essentially their own genre of like action or rpg or whatever Mm-hmm. And it sounds cliche too, like with Dark Souls, I feel that it really mm-hmm. changed the way I play games and the way yeah. I judge other games accordingly. Because for games had like this move away, like you had your your Super Nintendo PlayStation <clears throat> One that they literally yeah. drop you into a game and I even tell you how to play. Yeah, you just have to figure it out. And that's how Dark Souls is. Like, there's little things on the ground that you can read, but for the most part, like figure it out. Like here you go. Yeah. We'll put you in kind of a linear path to the first boss. And then after that, mm-hmm. you're going on your own. Just go yeah. get lost. And I really appreciated going back to that and having that struggle of like, well, I don't know where to go. Because you could start Dark Souls and you could go to, you could go down to New Lawn. Yeah. You, can't, you, you go down to the catacombs <clears throat> or you go to the way you're and you realize that to go. You could try oh, yeah. to, and you'd realize that was a huge mistake. Yeah, but some people didn't know how to go anywhere else, and they would just yeah. quit. Like this is impossible, and they're not. I think wrong. I, I think one of my first runs on it, like I, I was just like, I wonder what would happen going down here, you know, just because I, I don't think, you know, the situations where like you're playing and if you've ever died like a bunch, you're just like whatever, you yeah, know, I don't really yeah. have much to lose in this situation. And I think I actually went there, and I was like, no, definitely not going there yet. There's yeah, just some just, places that that's what would scare you when you go to those places and you're like, you know, yeah. that your character's not ready to be there yet. I, I think just that that struggle too of figuring the game out, getting good at finding that fighting style that works for you, and then mm-hmm. pushing all the way through to the end, like the confidence you build going into that final fight with Gwen, like you're like, I'm gonna kill mm-hmm. this guy, I want to destroy him. Yeah. Like there's not gonna be, I have no doubt in my mind. And then I mean, he'll still kick your ass a couple of times, but. No. He's nothing compared to some of those other bosses. And I just remember that feeling when, when you light the first yeah. flame again. And you're like, I can't believe I just did that. I, I yeah. beat it, especially when we were playing it, because that was you played it before anybody really had that wave of, oh, Dark Souls is the most yeah. difficult game of all time. You know, you played it before it became that, had that stigma. But when we got into it, that's when everybody was crying about yeah. how, dark, how hard Dark Souls was. And yeah. it was like, controversial because there was like oh i don't like how you can't load there needs to be an easy mode yeah and when we beat it it, it for lack of mm-hmm. a better term it made us feel like elite yeah like oh well we've beaten dark souls yeah oh well we've oh, platinum yeah. dark souls yeah like a lot of people have done it now but i remember like before dark souls 2 came out we had that dark souls platinum i was like well back then like you, you would look at casuals, people's like, trophies yeah. and you're like platinum. man if you don't have that dark souls platinum you're garbage get out of here that one Dark Souls Platinum yeah, trophy yeah. is like, but you know, trumps over all any other trophies people might have. Yeah, that's exactly. that one you want yeah. like up on the wall, right. like shining yeah. above the rest. And I never felt that. I mean, maybe you can liken it to like the people who get really into Call of Duties and stuff, and they're at the top of the the leaderboards. I've never yeah. been that person because I yeah. don't I don't particularly care for those games, but. Yeah. That's how it felt like you'd crush any invader who came in. Mm-hmm. Like you'd use the tricks, like turning into the environment and backstabbing them and like pissing them off. Like you'd piss the invaders off and then piss you off. Those are some good times right there. Like yeah. You'd play with them. And it was, 
like, I think that's I, what makes Dark Souls so special, like that the Dark Souls series, you know, all the all the different games that they've made from software's made, but Dark Souls especially offered that this formula that was like very uh I guess vague yeah. when it came to like the story beats. You had to you had to search for this lore, like and find yeah. this stuff and piece together these things. But when it came to the gameplay, it gave you so many different options at your disposal of how you were going to play the game that I felt like it wasn't just that we were like getting good, you know, so to speak, as much as we were just like getting good mm. at the character we chose to play as. Yeah. Because I, I haven't gone back and played it several different ways. I mean, I've, I've played Dark Souls yeah. one, two, three, multiple times. And, and you know, it's fun every time because I don't always play as the same character like I, I did when I originally started out. Like I used to just be this shield dwelling, uh, sword guy and i would enhance i would buff the sword and i would use my shield like rely on my shield almost as like you know use one of the stamina yeah. recovery shields so i can roll more and like i started to realize mm. i'm like that i don't have to play it that way yeah. you know like it there's other ways to do it and if you fight against anyone that invades they can show you there's other ways to be uh oh, op yeah. you know yeah. so to speak so like well, I think it's cool it's cool that it offers all that you know it's a big package well talking about the invasions too because that's a kind of a unique Dark Souls thing that's kind of spread to other games now, but getting I remember invaded. the dread I got. Oh god. Getting invaded. Because you when you're like, near the when you're near like a something important to you, like a yeah. a boss like maybe you just can't get to the boss gate like without yeah. going through them or something or you're at a bonfire and you're near a bonfire and you get invaded. So hit that PS button, yeah. turn off. Reset. Start over. Yeah. yeah. That's or, right. Or just disconnect from the network. You know, uh, you get, and that's like the coward's way out. But like when you're in the middle of doing something that's difficult, exactly. I don't have time to do Especially with losing all those souls, like, man. Yeah. I was never a fan of the invasion. But at the same time, like, it is the weak way out. And eventually, like, once I got more confident in my yeah. abilities, I didn't run from them anymore. I was like, you there know was what? A, there was a, a night in particular that I can remember. I don't know if you guys do, but the three of us were playing it, it had to have been before dark souls 2 was released so this is way back we were playing dark souls but we were playing the dlc and we the three of us went to those dlc bosses together we went i remember the run to get to artorias and i remember this feeling of just like we were incredible the, the, hey. if i could have saved that gameplay the three of us were just like magically moving like it it, it looked the like the most cinematic fight i can remember in my head because like I we destroyed Artorias like it felt incredible like that feeling like I remember being like how did we get so good at this game like because it was Sunlock remember he kept just like well, shaking when like, Artorias up, would like get power up like sometimes I remember back then even playing it solo like I would just let him power up I didn't know that you could run to him and stop him before he did like whatever he did so like you can stagger him and just keep on fighting but Artorias is like one of my favorite fights just because like he's one of my favorite. He is my favorite character in Dark Souls, like with his backstory and his lore. So it was kind of, yeah, kind of cool. Like whenever that DLC came out, like you were, I remember looking into the different weapons you can make and to make the great sword of Artorias or the Abyss Great Sword. Like man, this Artorias guy is like being brought up in this game a lot, and then all of a sudden, like you have the DLC where you have to fight him and going back in time to Ulusil or whatever. I thought that was really cool, like how from software pulled that off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then. I remember the three of us fighting Artorias, and I remember him doing mm -hmm. that flip attack with the greatsword. 
Yeah. And it was like, like I think Josh, you were yeah. off to the side a little bit because you knew it was coming. But Trevor and I were right in front of him. And when he did that flip, like Trevor and I both rolled the last second in opposite directions. <laughs> this is it incredible. Looked, it looked so I can't I can only remember, I mean, this had to have been so cool because even so long I I have this memory yeah. of it, like as an, yeah. an impact, like to me. So I don't think that was just in my head at the time. Like, I think I'm just mi- forgetting a lot of the details because like, if I can remember right, it just looked like we were moving like magnificently. Like the was ultra that instinct. night we were on our game. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I was just yeah. like, I don't even know if I've played the last time I played dark souls of any kind that well was when I got the dark souls three, um, ashes of Ariandel and to that DLC. So like, you know, that, that, that time, in your dark souls days that you're feeling like you're feeling the yeah. game. Like you, you can, you're almost doing stuff at instinct yeah. at that point. Like you get in that groove and it's sometimes hard to get there. But I remember when a couple of the times we would play, you know, we would hit that mark and then there would be with every, that one stint, you know, every now and then where somebody's oh, just struggling that night, yeah. like where one of us is dying and you can hear it. Like the other two are playing, having fun. And like the one person's in the background, like and, cursing, uh, the shrine of you know, Armana, Armana. Yeah, I remember. I, I remember the shrine of Amana. Yeah, we all, we all had different parts. You were stuck there, but mm-hmm. right after that, that big gi- the giant fight. I hated Blight Town. Blight, I, I, Blight, oh, Town. Blight Town. Blight Town. PS3. Ugh. Oh, I hated those fucking poison dart. Fools. Well, just getting, just getting to Blight Town is Drew awful took enough. me. Drew, I trusted him like about everything yeah. in the game because like I just didn't look anything up like. At the time, I don't know why I wasn't like I just kind of relied on him for the information on a lot of stuff mm-hmm. like Game of Thrones and all that stuff. So like sometimes he would like just not really tell me the full story. I don't think because he really knew. So when we went, he told me about this cheat code that we could do um, to become. I don't know what was the the goal with that. We we were so, we were going to get like more powerful. I think I was I was on GameFacts.com and I was oh, reading about the one. ancient dragon head. Where you could do you could do a duplication glitch when you you breathe the fire, if you had like a like the souls, like if you use that item and then switched in your menu to like a soul item to gain souls, it would just keep duplicating as long as you hold hmm. square down because it was breathing the fire. Yeah, and I was like, because technically it's it's counting that as used is over and over and over. So as long as the fire was breathing, which I think was your stamina bar, you would gain the souls yeah. over and over and over and over and over. So yeah. Tour was so ridiculous. That that piqued my interest, you know. Highly. So I was like, let's go down to Ash Lake, and we and so we I, just got into Blight Town, and yeah, we're only like to there to the Ash Lake. That's so, oh, oh my god! Yeah. I didn't know rushed, what I was signing up for. Honestly, like I would have told him no. So we yeah. rushed down the tree trunk as fast as we can, dodging everything because we knew we'd die, and our stupid asses mm-hmm. lit the bonfire oh. in Ash Lake. So. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, Dude, so we I, I have Dark Souls PTSD. I have Dark Souls PTSD from from this journey. Like honestly, like this was one of the worst yeah. experiences I've had in that game. Well, and you, we couldn't yeah. we couldn't summon each other either because there's no boss. So we were, were trapped like, there on separate TVs, going down to Ash Lake. And I remember we didn't have the Lord vessel, so we couldn't teleport. We lit the bonfire, then we went and got the headstone, and then the glitch didn't work. And then like I scrolled down to the end of the feed, like yeah, I just got patched mm. in patch zero point whatever. So, oh, like, Trevor, could it you backtrack through the tree? We trunk? did this for no reason. 
we had to go. Yeah, you, we had to climb all the way up the tree yeah. trunk, and the tree trunk's full of basilisk, cursed yeah. monsters, oh and God. the mushroom. The strongest people. enemies in Dark friends, Souls. Friends, 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 friends. Oh my, oh my God, the worst thing I've ever seen in that game, and it's worse than the mimics and all the terrifying stuff in the games. Like these mushrooms are they? They've become a joke in the community, I think. But for me, it's more personal than that. Like on the surface. These mushrooms wanted me dead to the point to where I swear to you, the game glitched itself for this mushroom in particular. And he chased oh me all the way up that tree. I swear he was climbing the ladders. They, they're not yeah. even, they're not even supposed to have the design to climb. He climbed the ladder. He climbed. Drew saw him. I, I, I was just like, no, really? he had the climbing, like he climbed the ladder and I've never seen it again. Cause I, I've messed with mushrooms. I've never. It had to have glitched. I've never seen that him. again. Like, I've never seen it again. It glitched. He he wanted us dead so bad. I I've, I felt fear. Um, you know, from those tree mushrooms to Ash Lake specifically. Like I, you know, the other ones that you encounter in the game. Like yeah. there, there's some in that yeah. like forest and stuff. They were nothing to me. Like they were just peons. You know, I slaughtered them mercilessly. There's the something ones else. in the tree. I didn't even want to go near them. I didn't want to go near them. So like. There, there are a couple moments like that with Dark Souls that like stand out. You know, they're not all. Some of them are great. Some of them are terrifying. You know, some of the bosses that you encounter, like uh, Ornstein and Smog, is a huge one. That that's, you know, you finally get to this new area, and then mm -hmm. um, you know it's going to get bad because you kind of look at this. Of you look at an Orlando, and you're like, okay, yeah. there's something really terrible at the end of this. Gotta be right. Yeah, but but think of that like fight in particular. That was like the first, I think, duo fight, and 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 not just in Dark Souls, but like that that first feeling of fighting two bosses at once. Like I think, uh, well, in in games of that Demon type, Souls had we the, hadn't the seen it before, really. Boss fight. Well, plus that, but like, but Ornstein and Oh yeah, that, that, else, that's though, true. Because after you kill one of them, they get a power boost. Yeah, so they, they had two different. Yeah, yeah, and then you start over. Yeah, the full boss life. I the music mm -hmm. too just gets pumping like. That that Ornstein and Smog music is like dun 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 dun, oh, dun, yeah. dun 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 You know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. it's really like, oh my god! Like, you and you see them both like they're standing down at the end of the room, and as soon as you take that step, Especially they both Ornstein, run in. And you're like, oh, this is gonna be so awful. I really, it's yeah. a tough fight. Well, it's uh, really hard. It can be a really tough fight too on on subsequent playthroughs. You know, um, but like if you go to like New Game Plus Plus and and you're by yourself, you know, you don't have any help Can or you, anything um a lot of those bosses that gonna, are just really too test your patience but honestly getting into the Onolando, like i guess yeah. the main castle part of it like to go past that silver or the silver knights that's annoying dude oh my god the archers yeah man the archers those archers like yeah. just those little spaces mm -hmm. you have to run across on those rooftops well those archers are yeah. famous too in dark souls lore yeah, yeah. like they're awful and they they will snipe you, and I, that's reason enough to carry mm. a bow on you, a long bow, yeah. to kill them before you get any closer. Like kill those gargoyles around point, you too, not trying to run past them. I think every area has a place that has like an enemy type that you're just like, oh my god, you know, like yeah. I don't want to deal with this. Like every place that you like, even the Duke's archives, oh, yeah. you know those guys I'm talking about. Yeah, I hate oh, those yeah. guys. You, you know what I hate about the beginning of the game? That rat room underneath the bridge. Oh, yep. There's like three rats in there. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right before the ladder. Yeah. It's awful. It's absolutely awful. And I think, you know, like all, all these, when you think back to Dark Souls, and it's cool because you've had different experiences. Trevor's had different experiences, and I have too. But there's always but you know gonna, like, things that, like, test you out real quick. We can all, yeah. And then it's nice to, like, mm-hmm. talk to somebody about it. Because, like, man, I'm really stuck here. It's like, oh, yeah, I know where you're stuck at. I got stuck there, too, but here's yeah. how I got through it. Like, I didn't even think about it. I didn't think about approaching that problem that way. Or then, you know, we didn't oh, yeah. talk about it, but, like, summoning each other. Because for anybody who doesn't know, Dark Souls has a summoning system where you can summon either your friends or random people to come help you. And th- they also have the invasion system where random people can invade your game and attack you or your your party if you have more than one person but summoning people opens your world up to mm-hmm. keep being invaded more so than if you're now on the, on yourself, the ps3 when we're dead. we're having the the souls fest i remember like we would have to like keep dropping our summon signs so we could see each other before we summon ourselves but like then of course dark souls was it two and three came out and they came out with like the, the yeah. password system where you can make a password and then of course dark souls password. remastered came out with that so I know we played a little bit on the remastered to some of each other, but I don't think we really, we never really completed or whatever on the remastered version. I haven't beat Dark Souls remastered yet. Got kind of burnt down so much. Like Dark Souls, well, it's it's more of a comfort game. Like those, the first, yeah, up to really Blight Town is a lot of fun because we've done mm-hmm. it so many times. Like I don't struggle. I don't need help. Like I can be. The only one that only gives me any type of problem is the damn, uh, what the hell is he called? Oh, the um, Capra. Mm-hmm. The Capra. Oh Capra my demon. god, yeah. The Capra demon. Capra demon. He's just, because yeah. of his arena, he's a pain in the ass. Oh, yeah. If he was out in the open, he'd be toast. I think what what's different too with that game is like, you know, when you like we we covered, you know, when you're so strong, you feel like you can do anything. You're in that mode, but like that doesn't come until later on like you have to keep playing this game like a while sometimes like you have to just farm you know to get a couple more levels higher to get to that point so like have you ever gone in and like a a random playthrough and you're like i got this you know you've done it before so you kind of feel like you're like that but your character is right let's say you're not on the same page as your character so like you're going you're going in like i'm gonna slaughter smog and ornstein like because i've done this a thousand times and i'm gonna be good but then you realize real quick, like your oh, character's yeah. not on the same page as you. Like you're gonna can have you, to can you parry work on them a little like, bit with some of his thrusting attacks. I didn't even think about that, dude. Dude, there's like I I would have to look look into it because like there's so many things that yeah. I don't think the three of us knew. Um, like I told you guys last week about like the tapping R or L one mm-hmm. uh, gets you out of grabs, like it it gets you out so much quicker like we would have saved our lives so many different occasions like um i just don't understand like there's probably mechanics we just didn't really look into because we we had played it this way you know i think for so many times and that's why dark souls was so you know impactful i think in a lot of ways even with the you know the second installment the third installment and and hopefully the fourth you know and like i said any of the from software games they have like a lot of similarities but like they there's so so much with each of their titles to unpack like you, you i just i've played it the same way multiple times but every time i go back there's something different because i I'll think one thing that really helps out with that and i think all the from software games have it except well i guess we can i guess dark souls 2 is questionable 
questionable about it, but um, the level design, the layout of the games, man, like they're really good. Like it's it's crazy to see how some of the like areas connect to each other. That that way, oh, the, you know the different play styles or playthroughs or whatever. If you you can go to certain areas first, and it kind of makes your experience different rather than taking like the normal path. Oh yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, and well, I think I think that's what's you know. I know I'm not like in the popular opinion here, but like that's why I, I find it tragic for Dark Souls Two because yeah. like I really did enjoy Dark Souls Two. Yeah, I just feel like as far as like that that immersive like okay, this connects to this and it it's it's lacking in their uh, uh, yeah, I guess geography aspect. Yeah. It just doesn't but, make any sense. But like the the actual game, like the the characters you come across the music oh, yeah. like i really i yeah. did enjoy it you know it's a huge endeavor i mean if you look at the deals the scholar of the first sin yeah. Yeah. you actually got that for me josh um i remember when you brought that and i was like i just couldn't believe how much longer that game felt because when i went actually played yeah. sat down and played through the entire game uh a- after i you know drew had moved and uh you were in jacksonville so i was just i, I actually played it at the the place mm-hmm. I lived before Lori and I got engaged and um, it was yeah. took forever. You know, like I was like, Oh my God, like a lot, how much content is in this? Like all that DLC, like on top of it, like, like even though the, even though like it didn't match, like it's not as pretty when it comes to like that, like yeah. immersive, like geography. Um, Everything that they've done to me is, is cool. Like, yeah. you know, I like, I like Bloodborne, you know, I like, uh, Sekiro, like that, anything with their vibes, it's all owed to Dark yeah, Souls. Like really. we were talking about earlier, that uh, Black Myth Wukong game. Oh man, it's got all types of Dark Souls and Sekiro vibes oh, yeah. going on with it. I mean, how do you how do you guys feel about that? Like, like for me personally, like I'm excited about it. Like, I don't I don't look at that stuff as like, oh, they're copying. It's just a Dark Souls clone. It's like I don't care if it plays good. It looks awesome, and I love it. it it's, then it's I'm awesome gonna love it. I don't care what anybody else stuff, says about it. For sure, it looks great. Um. I think was that. I don't think. It's, I don't. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing that there's a whole subgenre yeah. like Souls-like games now. Yeah. Because Dark Souls was. I mean, it, I'm not gonna say it's like super innovative, but it was definitely innovative in the way they like mm-hmm. punished you for recklessness and made you wait for openings and not be yeah. so. Because games are very much moving in like a Rambo type of way, where it's like. Point A, get your mission. Point B, kill everything, collect yeah. the stuff. B, come back and turn it in. Like, there's yeah. not a, a whole lot of games that have an interweaving storyline with multiple ways to get there. Yeah, there, there's a few. You know, I'm not saying that that's applied at all, but I'd say probably 60, 70 percent of games yeah. are very cut and dry anymore. You, yeah, you, you spend more time looking at the map in the right hand corner than you do looking at the game in front of you. I still haven't forgotten when that came out. When the first Dark Souls came out, because I saw brief bits of Demon Souls from Drew had picked that up at some point um, when we lived together, and he, he yeah. had played a little in front of me, but it didn't really pique my interest like right away. I don't think until yeah. you guys had me play Dark Souls for the first time, and um, I, I just think that more than anything, like but more than like the gameplay and like the story and stuff, some of my most memorable events that occurred were just seeing these landscapes and these yeah. these levels and stuff like and and it really looked beautiful like it was i think that's what kind of like 
uh, inspired a lot of souls like games too is like they were like look this is like a dungeon crawler but it looks like i guess mm-hmm. cinematic without being cinematic it's like you're in a painting or something like a yeah. You're in this fantasy world that's huge. You can look out over the rise yeah. and see all these buildings that you can actually go to. It's all to. connected. Like, and you're just like, I'm going to be there. Yeah. It just, it, it gave you this feeling. It's like, oh my God, like, even though as beautiful as it is, you know, terrible things are waiting for you. Well, so um, I think that's what makes it different from like an RPG like Skyrim. But no, yeah. and I love Skyrim, but yeah. in here, the Elder Scrolls games, like they have big maps, you are strong yeah. compared yeah. to the things around you for the most part. So you know if you go to that cabin you see in the woods, ten minutes walk that way, that you're yeah. gonna be able to kill whatever's in there pretty yeah. easily. Most likely, especially Skyrim. Maybe not so much in the earlier Elder Scrolls. Yeah, but especially Skyrim. Like, there's no what? whatever's in there is dead. Whether not it's Dark Souls, or though. Not, probably. I think that Sky- Dark Souls, like Skyrim, invokes even though they're both fantasy based, Skyrim invokes this different yeah. feeling inside you when you're playing it. Like it's it's like this. It's almost become like relaxation. I think that that um taking the sights and scenery. Yeah, yeah. Like you 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 don't feel like I mean if, even if you did die, don't you feel mm-hmm. like you would load it back up and you'd be fine for yeah. then on out? Like it's like when have you ever just kept turned the Skyrim off because you just could not stop dying? Dude, just hit that X button, go to your I've menu, never chug done a that. bunch of potions, keep going. Not Dark Souls, man. Like you got to roll, 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 chug. Yeah. I mean, if I if I kept dying, I would just the game's open world. I would just go about the situation a different way. But Dark Souls, it's like some, no, you're not getting through to the next area until you beat this boss. Well, Dark Souls also puts that like sense of urgency in you too, because you don't know if you're gonna be invaded. You don't know what's coming up when you get to a boss gate. If you're not really prepared, you don't know if you should backtrack and try again, and then you can't pause it. Yeah. So if, if you did have to go do something important, like if you don't, if you can't just stop where you're at, like you walk away and you get killed, yeah, by something or an invader that's right, and then pops just up while you're backstabbing twice or mm-hmm. once, hell, and then that's it, you're dead. My God, can we talk about that feeling of walking through the fog gate for the first time? Like, oh, I know, it may be hard for us to remember, but. There, there was a moment where we walked through and this kind of, there was this sensation that takes over. It's almost like this, uh, this, you know, adrenaline, but fear. Um, because you're just like, I'm going to try to beat this, but I don't, you don't know anything about the boss. If you're going into a blind fall gate, like you're just kind of hoping you can adapt to the situation like as uh, quickly as possible, because there's a good chance you're going to yeah. die trying to learn how to beat this boss. Because like some of them are very complex. Like there, there's very specific weaknesses or things to look out for, and you might not realize that right away. Like the, maybe you're trying to block, and like this this boss, you just don't really shouldn't try to block. You need to yeah try to be more evasive, something like that. I just remember there being so many times where you get to that that fog gate, and when you go through, you're like, "What mm. am I supposed to do with this?" Yeah. Like, like oh goes, my god! And you you accept that, like you said, Trevor, you accept that you're gonna die the first time. And whenever I try to explain to people the difficulty of Dark Souls, mm-hmm. I liken it to Mario. Because yeah. you play through Mario, you're gonna get hit by some random Goombas and stuff, and that happens in Dark Souls. You get killed by some skinless bird boys a mm-hmm. couple times, like you're just messing mm-hmm. around. But once you start getting serious, all that stuff is irrelevant to the world around you. 
Yeah. Like Mario, how many times do you miss a jump and fall in a hole? More than you get killed by a Goomba or a yeah. turtle. So like once you get to the end of Dark Souls, it expects you to like be on your P's and Q's with your environment with monsters that have like area attacks, status effects, and you have to like have all that crap in your inventory, ready to heal anything that's happening to you. And then when you get finally get to Gwen, it's just like here. It's just a one-on-one fight. Well, it's, it's, it could be like yeah. one of the easiest fights in the game too, if your like your parry game is on point. Yeah, that's how, exactly. That's how, I beat, that's how I beat Gwen. Every time he do that jump attack, parry stab, parry stab. Yeah, because I beat him I by you, myself the first time. I think you make a you bring up something a great point uh, to, to tie into. It's like bringing up Mario. Like, um, I think that those games that require like multiple deaths like you're dying to so much mm-hmm. to try to figure this out to try to get through it i think games like that autom- automatically by default become yeah. more memorable i think because you're doing it so much like there there's aspects of mario oh, yeah. like drew and i and you josh i'm sure can just mm-hmm. you, you know exactly what to do you've done it so many times and that's because you've died so many times like you you remember the path to victory you just you, you have to execute it that's the only thing like with Dark Souls, you, you, the three of us know the undead parish, the undead Berg boy torch boys. I hate them. So like, I'm already ready for them. Like when I go to the parish, I know that I'm going to kill these guards with the, you know, that are trying to joust me to death. And then I go up the tower and I'm, I free law trek, and I go over to the corner and then there's just like twelve torch boys, and like they yeah. will gank you so hard. Like if you're if you're not careful, there's the uh, the guy with the, uh, the magic stuff. Yeah, he's up there too. So like, I always kill him from the floor. But, but little things like that, it's like to somebody who just casually plays the game, yeah. they'd be like, "I didn't even remember that," you know. But we we remember every little thing. Like most of the surprises. Well, that's waiting. It's funny you, it's funny you say that too, because Sarah's even said that to me because we play a lot of games and we we play a lot of our games because. I think that you don't get the most out of a game the first time you play. You get the most the second time you play when you already know what you did the first time. Mm-hmm. So you can go back and if you didn't do a side quest because you thought you weren't going the main path and then, oops, the cutscene starts, I can't go back. Yeah. Like you can go back and do all that stuff. She's like, you've got so many game worlds and levels memorized in your head. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. And I'm like, you're right, because I know Dark Souls 1, like the back of my hand. I know, you know Donkey Kong Country. 25 years later, I can pop that in and I can get through half the game hmm. in pretty like, like five, 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Cause I know the shortcuts. I know, I know all the, the little tricks that I yeah. remember from being a kid up to a certain point. Yeah. And it's, it's really wild. Like you could load up a game. You have a play. I don't know. Like, like final fantasy seven. Yeah. I can load that game up. Not look at it. I know you, I, I would struggle cause I only did one playthrough on that, yeah. but you, I know you would just go right. You would just be breezing right yeah. through it. Like it's nothing. Yeah. Like a uh, muscle memory. Yeah. I, I think that there's there's certain things and I still attest because even Final Fantasy can seven can be difficult, like if you're not cheating or anything. Yeah. Um, but like games that are more difficult, I just think create those those branded memories, I think. Uh like a little nightmares, you know, I got a poster mm-hmm. on my wall back here. Those those two games, like I you die a lot. Just an example. Mm-hmm. Like you, you die a lot, so you have to learn. And I think those I've just victories. I've memorized everything about them. Those victories feel so much better than just being a kid. Like when I beat Skyrim, like number one, the game doesn't end. There's not yeah. like really a satisfying ending to Skyrim. It just you keep playing. 
when you beat a game like Skyrim or even like, I don't know, like a Grand Theft Auto or something, Red Dead, you know, even Red Dead to an extent, like, I, I feel like I was spoon fed the whole time. Like, here's yeah. where you go. You can, you can fast travel to here. Then when you get there, you go like five feet, you have a cutscene right here, kill them, come back. It's, mm-hmm. A lot of the games are like that anymore. Like, the story's really good. Like, I love the story of Red Dead Redemption, too. Yeah, of course. Incredible. Incredible story. It looks beautiful. But there's just missing mm. the challenge. I think that's yeah. why the Souls games, and even like, as much as I hate Sekiro, because I'm really bad at it. I still love the gameplay. I, play I was thinking of what Trevor think, said earlier. Like, when, well, well, yeah, what you were saying. Like, it, I think once you, God, if you can get through, a, if he crosses yeah, this so one too, specific yeah. threshold, like it, it, it hurts my heart. It hurts my heart. Like honestly, like because I know, like he's he's just not accessed it. But like I, I felt the same way, and I was about to throw this game in the trash. Like I, I was so infuriated with this game because I was like. This is different, you know. This is not dark. This is not Dark Souls. Yeah. This is not Bloodborne, even. And it, it's like, but once you when you have to like beat like almost like for me, Josh. I don't know, like you beat a certain boss and like all of a sudden it just gives you this who's like momentum the main to guy push that, the, the rest guy of the game forward. The I forget his name. Yeah, he was when he, I beat Ganeshiro, yeah. the the actual boss fight. That I feel me. like that that set me over the edge. Like I was like. I, I went through the rest of the game up. like feeling powerful, like a lot more powerful because I was so confident from I his, think that boss fight really my victory with him tested out your pairing abilities and showed you like what the game was all about. Because not only did you have to worry about pairing, you had the dodging, and then of course like um, the yep. one skill where you hit circle and you would like step on their thrusting attack and then attack them again, and then of course jumping and yep. catching the lightning strike yep. with your sword to throw it back. So like one of the that's they don't hold back because they're just I like they're always like with that fight they're just like all right you think you thought you were good like we're gonna see what you know like th- it's like it tests you but once you cross that threshold it's it's not even like that you become better necessarily like I, f- I feel like the game almost like did that intentionally and pushes you over to this new plateau because you get like a you get to use his uh what do you call him josh like the the thing where you get the you get an attribute oh, point by using yeah. the memory, memory. Um, and once you do that, once you physically do that in the game, I swear the game kind of like is just like, okay, you're you did good, so it's a reward, yeah. and like now you're you're slightly stronger. Yeah, like it, it just kind of has this weird mechanic. I can't even speak, you know, attest to the the feeling of completing the game because I I got to the end where I could choose any of the endings, and like part of me wanted to go with the bad ending just because it was the, the sure easiest ending is uh, the one that like, makes the game really but, short. But that that man that had some yeah that's what I'm saying. Two boss fights is back to back. Once you kill uh, spoiler alert, Emma. Yeah. Then you have to. What's her face? But like, it's very the game. It requires like yeah. you can make more mistakes in Dark Souls. Yeah. And 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 even then, it's it's very you can't mm-hmm. do a whole lot, but you can make more mistakes. You can drink some Estus and stuff. There's plenty of it. Like, and yeah, there's stuff in Sekiro too. But like, some of these bosses yeah. will just like destroy you mm-hmm. i mean like yeah. especially towards the end and uh i think from software games like they're all kind of like that to some capacity but going back to dark souls I, I think that uh like drew said it's not really it's not like it was like this brand new thing it's never been done almost but i think they just executed it in such a way to where it created this like revolution for these 
these type of games. Like not necessarily like that they're they're copying Dark Souls, but that Dark Souls uh, created like the desire Challenge. for this type yeah. of genre. I agree. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Right. Yeah. I almost look at them as like skill over time type of games. Like the longer you play it and the more comfortable you get that skill you build up, just like Mario, to keep mm-hmm. using that same reference. By the time you get to world eight of Mario, you're kicking ass. Like you're jumping oh, yeah. over everything. You have these power-ups, you're flying, you, you're doing all this crazy stuff. Same thing with Dark Souls. Like once you've been when by the time you go fight Gwen, he ain't shit compared to the yeah. stuff you've already seen. Like, you've been through mm. terrible stuff. So yeah, well, you just feel good. Like that game, like, like your success, your yeah. lows are low, but your highs are real high. Oh yeah, I, I think that's what I think for all of I us. Agree. That's why we like it so much. Yeah, and I feel like even with all those games too, like sometimes, you know, for me and I, I'm sure for you guys, the the bosses, in some occasions, not all of them, some of the bosses suck, mm-hmm. like in, in a bat in like a difficult way. Yeah, but in in some of the occasions the regular enemies were more challenging than the bosses. Like it's almost like they were from software was like, sorry, you thought, you know, there was going to be just like bosses to get through. It's like, they're going to make this annoying enemy like that. You have to progress through. That's like, like the mushrooms, you know, I swear like three mushrooms could defeat Gwen in seconds. It would just take a few, three heavy mm -hmm. hit punches and Gwen would be dead. The the bird guys. Yeah. Sacrifice road. On three. All right. Before that. What about those guys in Dark Souls no, 3 gosh, that have man. like the those crosses are... on their back? Oh, yeah. yeah. You know those guys I'm talking about? I hate the them. Daddies, yeah. yeah, like they the, grab the... you and like it, it, they do a lot of damage for that point in the game. Like there's just specific enemies in those games that I'm just like, I'd rather fight a mm-hmm. boss. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, for like, you know, kind of, we won't go super much more longer on this, but just kind of wrap it up. Like, but that feeling of conquering something that difficult, especially for the first time, like now it's not so big of a deal. But those those first couple, like I'll never forget platinuming Dark Souls. I'll never forget beating Dark Souls. I'll never forget our Dark Souls fest where we like discovering the games for the first time. Like, yeah. Wow, this is awesome! Like one person would get to a little bit farther than the mm-hmm. others, and we'd all fall right behind you. Mm-hmm. And then it'd be like, this is so awesome! Like we we just wait for each other, and I think it, it really made like that camaraderie too of all of us figuring out how to beat these hard games together because we didn't look at we didn't look up stuff you know we didn't spoil dark souls for ourselves like we they'd come out we'd like basically camp out at our house at our house for three days with tvs everywhere days. like eating terrible sh- yeah yeah think terrible think sh- about that though think, think about that for a second mm-hmm. with the dad stuff too like we were talking about like how do you think you you guys would do if we, we tried to we'll do that? Like, we would be pretty bad at it. In bed for weeks, dude. We'd be blowing up toilets. We'd be sickly. Yeah. Like I, we stayed up for two days. You know how bad our <laughs> I, I felt. Hurt? I was getting like the flu from staying up so long, not yeah. eating. My I wasn't taking care of myself. Like I look, I looked like I was like Damn. in a hospice playing Dark Souls. It looked really bad. Like the, I I just remember like we should have stopped playing. It's like our minds. Our our minds and bodies were just dying, but our souls wanted to keep going. Man, those are the days, man. I think that's just what makes. I think in Absolutely. general for us, that's what makes Dark Souls so special. It's not just like when I mean, the game is incredible, the the feelings you get from the game, but just the camaraderie we had. And there were other people we brought into the fold, like Russ and Rashad and everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we got everybody into Dark Souls. 
Yeah. Everybody needs to play Dark Souls. So like, just play it. We'll help you. And still, like, I'll still help yeah. you. Like, I'll I'll play right now. Yeah. You know, like that. That's how much I love that game. Like, somebody's like, I'm playing. Dark and that's Souls, one of the ma- the, the mag or like the magical things Let's about go. video games, and in a particular Dark Souls for us is like what it's done for us as a as a group and as friends or whatever, and how it's brought us close. Like, that's probably one of the best things about Dark Souls for us. Mm-hmm. Some of my favorite memories, um, you know, with with games are just like those nights when we would have those big fests because it's like I just oh, wanted yeah. to see how many awesome. more TVs we could fit in the living room. Like I, mm-hmm. we had four or five TVs at one time. Yeah. I remember just looking Seems around like, and I was like, uh-huh. you know, our, like our, I, I our like what's friend, going on. Our friend group kept expanding. Yeah, like we kept getting more and more people who wanted to play Dark Souls. I even got Sarah when Dark Souls Three came out. I got her. A oh, I remember that. Yeah, play Dark Souls One. I remember I, I scheduled on the release dates when yeah, we had them pre-ordered. I took off so we, work. Yeah, for two days. One time, I think it was Dark Souls 2, you had to go do something. I don't know what you were doing. Maybe you had to work or something like that. But you told me, you were like, you can wait or something. I think I waited. I didn't even, like, it was driving me crazy. Like, I was just like, oh my God. Like, because I, I had the game like on, but I just didn't press new game yet. Like, so I just heard the music and I was just like, wanting you to get home so bad because I just didn't want to wait anymore. Like, and then like, fine, like it was making it worse. It's like my release date was just like when you could get back from wherever, whatever you had to yeah. do. So we were going to start it together. Yeah. yeah. Like I didn't want to start and yeah. get ahead. That's good stuff. Yeah. Do we we, have same way else? with Skyrim. We started Skyrim. Sure, we were all the, the same uh, game. Same exact night, time. Right? This is before we were all hanging out together, but I remember like, yeah, I remember like we had both got, I'm not sure what edition you got Trevor. I know Drew and I got the collectors and then Drew, you got that collector's like yeah, soundtrack and the strategy book, strategy guide, and all that. I was like, man, I was kind of jelly at that yeah. time. Oh yeah, went all went all out. Yeah. Do we have anything else to add on Dark oh, Souls? Yeah. I, mean, I think we've added you'll you'll always it. continue to hear on hear Dark Souls I mean, references from us. We we won't stop, can't stop, won't stop. Yeah, I mean, I, it's just there's so much, so many things that you can just yeah. throw in a Dark Souls reference to. I think just mm-hmm. just because of how expansive it is. And like well, it, a lot of mechanics there. Oh yeah. Well, and it's out for everything. So, the Dark Souls remastered. Uh, Dark Souls one's my personal favorite. Two. Dark Souls three is after that. Mm-hmm. Dark Souls two, and then you know Bloodborne, Sek- Sekiro. Those are still they're all great games. I have played them all. Mm-hmm. But if you have the chance to play Dark Souls one, do it, and don't get discouraged if it's difficult because yeah. it takes time. And honestly, if you message one of us, we'd gladly hop on and run you oh, yeah. through a playthrough of Dark Souls. Because it's I worth mean, it's, it. it's it's tough, but like it's like you said before, it's it's those things that like you just keep try and repeat, try and repeat. It's like Mario, so you yeah. just yeah. you keep doing it. You're gonna eventually get it. It's just uh, you know sometimes even by the and know, then of course you'll you'll learn that time. you have yeah. to get it if you, you want to level play. up because. But keep losing those souls, and you know they always risk the chance of like when you die, you might not be able to get those souls back. So then you have to start start over from scratch, as far as like getting those souls over. Yeah. Brutal. All right, guys. Well, as always, Dad Souls Podcast on all social media. Dad Souls Pod Dad Souls Podcast at Gmail dot com. Um, send any complaints, compliments, ideas, all that stuff. We are inboxes are open. Um, do you guys have anything you want to add on to the end of this? The dad bot is real and Dark Souls is real. 
I beat oh. Hades last night. Oh, you finally beat Hades? Like Hades himself. Dude, I'm I'm at Hades and I cannot beat him. Friend, I, I was my. I've only something the clo though. closing this out. Like, there's something to say about that game. Like, if you need a hand workout, yeah, like crazy. your hands are gonna be hurting. Like by Hades, like by his second form or whatever, I was just like. Like my hand was going into like this coma. Like I, I couldn't. I, I felt like I was just Damn. beating my flesh against the control, the, the, the buttons because I just couldn't even move my fingers anymore from doing it. Like so, it, it's not like you're just going crazy. Like I mean, you have to have mm. some strategy to the button mashing. Yeah. But like you're doing it so fast because you've got to. The game's just really fast paced. So you have to stay moving. Yeah. But yeah, I, I but, it. you know, it's not much saying that I beat him because I think you have to beat him like ten times. Well, the so, game pretty much starts after huh. you beat him the first time. So yeah, exactly. Minor spoilers. That that's no, that's it's true, and I don't I don't think it's much of a spoiler because like once you, in in theory, the game if you were just to do a run through with perfectly, it's not very long, so you would, mm. you would imply that there's more to it. Yeah. Um. But like so. that. Speaking of the rewarding feelings, I just thought I'd mention that 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 yeah, was I'm a really good feeling slaughtering him last night. I was telling Drew and even Trevor earlier. Yeah. I did pick up Blasphemous and. The game stuff I went to didn't have Hades, so I'm gonna wait till that. Yeah, it's selling. It's selling really well, like physical yeah. copies. Like I think it's like yeah. the highest rated PS5 game right now. It is. Um, I don't think we have any topics specifically picked out for next time, so I don't think we'll announce anything right now. Maybe we'll, if we come up with, we'll have a brainstorm meeting. We'll announce it maybe next weekend or something. Um. Unless you guys have any ideas. I know we talk about the indie games because they're, what is, they're is, popping off everywhere, man. You got Hades, Blasphemous. Is, what's the date for next week? Is that still is it still August? No, it'll be oh. September. It'll be Labor mm. Day weekend the next time we record. We'll, we'll figure it out, but okay. definitely for sure, you know, give us a listen as always. Yeah. Like, share, do everything like that. All right, guys. Well, if you don't have anything else, I think that leaves one thing to do. Read the Read it. Draw the Alright, daddies. I'll talk to you later. Later. Dad Souls is Andrew Rink, Trevor Rao, and Josh Mayers. Our intro and outro song, Praise the Synth, has been provided by Neon Drift. Links to Neon Drift can be found in the podcast description. Thank you for listening. Grossly incandescent.